Turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 15. The end of Mark's Gospel is looming closer and closer. The intensity of his account is getting heavier and heavier. Um, Reading these words breaks my heart at how blind we can be, how, how we can fool ourselves and harden our hearts so, so determinedly against God, despite all of the, the evidence and the proof that He has given us. We're going to start reading at, at verse 1 here. And as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? But Jesus answered him, You have said so. And the chief priest then accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer. So that Pilate was amazed. Now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection... There was a man called Barabbas, and the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he had perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with this man you call king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Pilate said, Why? What evil has he done? But they just shouted all the more, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered Him to be crucified. So the soldiers led Him away inside the palace, that is, in the governor's headquarters. And they called together the whole battalion, And they clothed him in a purple cloak and twisting together a crown of thorns. And they put it on him. And then they began to salute him. Hail, King of the Jews! And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. And then he led him out 
to crucify him. A dark, dark day. So the chief priests have, have come to the point, the, the extent of what they were able to do to Jesus. They didn't have the authority to, to institute capital punishment. And so they needed to bring him to Pilate. They needed to get him in front of the Roman authorities to be able to have that, uh, that uh, uh, sentence carried out for Jesus. So having gone through the night, doing all the things that they could do, trying to, to find some, uh, some way to accuse him, to find out how they, could, uh, how they could, what kind of charges they could bring up against him, They've, they finally, early in the morning, get together and take him to Pilate with this plan that they were going to accuse. What, what was Pilate going to need in order to justify capital offense. He wouldn't care if Jesus called himself God. There were a million gods in the Roman world. Uh, <laughs> sure, call yourself God. You can, if you've got people that will worship you, that's fine. He wasn't going to be worried about an, an accusation of blasphemy. So what was it that would, that would motivate the Roman Empire to sentence Jesus to death? Only if he would stand against Caesar himself, to put himself in Caesar's place, to say that he was the king of the Jews, and, and to, to be able to have a, a, a mob to, to, to rebel against the Pax Romana, the Roman peace. Only that would justify a sentence of crucifixion. And so that's what they brought to him. And so Pilate asked him the question, are you the king of the Jews? You can be sure that Pilate wasn't surprised by this. He, he certainly would have heard about what had happened just a week ago, right? When Jesus entered into Jerusalem. Man, a week ago. It's been a long time since we talked about that. But the, that entry that Jesus had into Jerusalem, where the crowd, a huge crowd that was coming together for Passover, so not just the, the people of Jerusalem, but there would have been thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even more that were coming along on that road all the way from, uh, from the, the north, from the, the area around Galilee, but also from the, the great dispersion. So there were people that were coming from Syria, that were coming from, uh, from Crete, from, uh, from Cyprus, from uh, just all over the place, coming to Jerusalem for this celebration of Passover. And so there was this huge crowd that was crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna. That is, that is an Aramaic term that, that, is, that, that means save us. And it wasn't a, 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 a spiritual salvation that they were looking for. 
That, that harkens back <clears throat> to the days of the Maccabees when, they were, when, when, um, when Israel was under the, the Greek Empire and the, the, the terrible things that, that were happening there under Atiochus Epiphanes, uh, the, the, the sacrifice of the pig on the altar in the temple and all kinds of horrendous things that he was doing. And, and, and so they were crying out, Hosanna, and it was that rallying cry that, that, that led to the Maccabees, uh, uh, Joseph Maccabee that came and was able to overcome the Greek emp- empire and, 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 per- and, and have freedom for the people. And that was the, the victory cry, Hosanna, Hosanna. So when these people now, when Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and crying out, and the people are crying out, Hosanna, you know Pilate heard about that. And they were crying out, Blessed is he who comes in the name of Son of David. Son of David. Anyway, the Son of David was in there, right? Again, it is this, this there is a political fervor behind all of that. And Pilate would have heard that and would have been concerned. So, so he was asking for his own benefit. Are you the king of the Jews? He needed to make sure that, that, that he wasn't allowing any kind of rebellion to, to swell up. His position was dependent on him to be able to keep the Roman peace. To keep the Roman authority over Palestine. But then, as he heard the testimony, the chief priests accused Jesus of many things. He wasn't a dumb man. He recognized the things that they were accusing him of just didn't line up. It was the same situation as we were talking about last week in the temple or in, the, in, in front of the, the Sanhedrin council where, where the, the accusations, the accusers couldn't get their stories straight. And you can imagine that here in the same place, they were trying to put together this story of who this, how this Jesus was threatening Rome, and their stories just wouldn't line up. And Pilate looks to Jesus, don't you have any defense? Can't you just point out the discrepancies that are there within these accusations that are flying at you? Why don't you say something? But Jesus remained silent and we talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago about how uh, Jesus um, Jesus wasn't there to defend himself he was trusting in God to defend so so Pilate recognizing that that the motivation behind this was not that Jesus was a threat but that it was just because the, the Jewish leaders were envious of him. He comes up with a plan. There is this, this prisoner, Barabbas, who nobody wanted free. It talks about how, how he was one that was part of the insurrection. Now, 
historically, it's, it's difficult to know. Obviously, the audience that was reading Mark would have recognized what the insurrection was. In our history, there were so many different insurrections, it's hard to be able to narrow down exactly which one that they're referring to here at this time. Uh, and there is no record uh, necessarily of, of a man named Barabbas and, and any kind of significant role. So we don't really know exactly what all of it is except what we have here in Scripture where it talks about he was a murderer and part of the insurrection. But Pilate figured that if he offered this choice, this man Barabbas, who was obviously somebody that, that, that you didn't want out in public, that you wanted to be dealt with. He had had a significant impact on, on the lives of the people within Jerusalem. That if, that if the option was either to choose Barabbas or Jesus, even though they wanted Jesus dead, there was no way that they would allow Barabbas to go free. And so he figures, ha here's my out. I'll give them this choice. And we'll be done with and the peace will ensue. <laughs> but the hardness of the chief priest's heart. They were willing to stir up the people so that Barabbas would be released and Jesus would be crucified. There was no way, there was, there was nothing that was going to get in their way of accomplishing their plan to get rid of Jesus. And so they call for the freedom of Barabbas. <laughs> and then the cry for, well, what, what should I do with the king of the Jews? Crucified. I, I, that the the account in John, it just I can't, the 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 prophetic nature of the words of the people as they as they say, "Let his blood be on our heads and on the heads of our children," without realizing what they were saying. Just the darkness of our hearts, right? We all can get in that place where, where we become so single-mindedly focused on our sin, on, on trying to accomplish what we want, that we say outrageous things. That it doesn't matter what blockades get in our way, we are bound and determined to follow our sin. So they call for His crucifixion. It's, it's passages like this that, that have created, well, I guess the world has never really needed an excuse for their anti-Semitism. But, but this passage and, and, and the following verses talking about the crucifixion have certainly provided motivation for a lot of those within Christendom, whether they were actually Christians or not. I'll uh, leave that to God's 
judgment. But for them to call, f- to, to, to harbor such hatred against Jews. You know, we, 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 you see it in the, the, the record of, of like the Ku Klux Klan and their persecution of Jewish people in, in America and stuff. And, and it's these things, that, they, that it was the Jews who crucified our Lord. So that's why they justify their anti-Semitism. But what they miss is the very next verses. You see, we Gentiles are just as culpable for the murder of Jesus as any of the Jews are. You, you read the, the, the disdain, the the cruelty of the Roman soldiers as they led Jesus into the governor's headquarters. As they, as they mocked him. The, the mocking of the very one that created them. Creating as much suffering as they could in his life before they were to put him to death. Both physical and emotional. See, there is none of us that are guiltless in the crime of murder of our Creator. Whether we are of Jewish descent or Gentile descent, we all have a part to play in that. Our lives our acts of envy, our prejudice are are as much a call for the crucifixion of Jesus as those that were there in Jerusalem. Our cruelty, our shaming, our, our selfishness are the same as if we had worn that uniform of the Roman centurions. And yet, contained within this account, with all of its darkness, with all of its wickedness, with all of its evil, there is a a beautiful picture of Christ's rescue for us. The, The substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ The account of Barabbas. Barabbas was guilty. He had been been charged. He had been tried. He had been convicted and sentenced appropriately for his crime. And yet Jesus took his place. The innocent one who had done nothing wrong. He took the penalty of Barabbas on himself. And Barabbas walked out free. 
That's exactly what Jesus' death has done for each and every one of us. His death has, has taken the penalty that we rightly deserve. And He's taken it on Himself so that we can walk free, guiltless, without without penalty, without impurity, that we can be set free and that we can live a life that brings honor and glory to God. This is the message of the Gospel. Jesus could only do this because He was both human like us so that He could take our place. If He wasn't human, He wouldn't be able to represent us there on the cross. That could only be done by one of of our brothers. But it could only be done as well. It could only be effective for the whole world if Jesus was truly God. Because of His eternal, unlimited value. His sacrifice is able to pay the penalty for our unlimited sin. And He did it for you. So that you can have life. This morning again, I want to give you an opportunity Be sure that you have received that gift of life for yourself. A gift does you no good staying under the Christmas tree, unwrapped, untouched. That gift is only only effective in your life. It only becomes your own as you embrace it, as you open it, and as you, as you receive it in the grace that, it's, that it is intended. I want to encourage you this morning, if you haven't received that gift of substitutionary atonement work where you receive Christ's sacrifice in your place. Would you do that today? Would you open up your heart and allow that to fill your life today in this moment? So that just like Barabbas, though you were guilty, you are now made pure in the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You for Your gift for us. I thank You for the way that You have given us life. In the face of all of our hideous rebellion against You. In the ugliness of our sin. That You give Yourself to take our place. To pay our penalty. So that we can be made new in You. 
I pray for those that are here that have not yet received that gift, that they would open up their hearts today, that they would receive that for themselves. And all it is is to say, thank you. Lord, I am guilty. And I choose to receive your grace offered in my place, your sacrifice to pay the penalty of my sin. And I commit to following you all the rest of my days. Lord, would you, would you bring salvation into that heart here this morning? that they would be able to walk out of this building free, alive, adopted as your child. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.